CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Did Bernie make his announcement yet? Okay, we're live. He hasn't made an announcement yet. How's it going, everybody? Come on, Bernie. Step it up. Yeah, apparently Bernie's making an announcement as we start the show. He's announcing that Dr. D will be his running mate. Here I go. Let's go. (laughs) Free pizza. (laughs) He's going for that downstate vote, ladies and gentlemen. The doctor knows Alton. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Wednesday, March 4th is just moments away. But before we do that, we got to thank the following unions for sponsoring this program. Unions like the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 and District 8. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, are sponsors of this show. As well as the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. Giant thank you to those unions for jumping on board and sponsoring this program. And, of course, today's Ben Jarofsky Show for Wednesday, March 4th, is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Ben? Oh! Song of the day, please. (laughs) Something happening here. (laughs) What it is ain't exactly clear. Mm. The Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. <laughs> yeah. It is Wednesday, March 4th, and live from the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader Studio on Racine Avenue, this is The Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, well, Monroe Anderson, legendary Chicago journalist, returns. We're talking last night's elections with pollster Dan Cohen, and it's the Ben Jarofsky Show debut of Cook County Circuit Court candidate Jacob Meister. And now your host, not a Cook County Circuit Court candidate, but one hell of an air bass player. <laughs> Chicago Raider columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Rough Night Wednesday. <clears throat> and here's why. Man, it was a rough night for people like me last night, Super Tuesday. People like me who are of, let's say, I love Bernie persuasion. Ah, young Joe Biden cleaned our clocks last night, Dennis. He won every state on Super Tuesday. Well, except for Vermont, Bernie's home state, and California. Go, Kelly, go. (laughs) And Colorado (laughs) and Utah. So, you know, okay, Bernie won some states, okay. But then again, Joey B won Alabama, Arkansas, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, in other words, any state with a significant number of black voters. He also won Minnesota, Maine, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, and Texas. So if you're keeping track at home, hold on. Biden 10, Bernie 4, Bloomy zero. That's correct. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Nin, nin. You know what? Let me just say this. That was really inappropriate what I just did. Yes, I want it to was. apologize to the Michael Bloomberg campaign. I, 
How many millions of dollars did you guys spend? And you won. You won as many delegates as I won. Well, actually, I think he did win a delegate. So you won as many states as I won. That is really inappropriate, me, and I humbly apologize. I really say I'm sorry. Anyway, one of the first calls I made this morning was to a young man named David Seaton, a frequent guest on our show, co-host of the Buchanan and Seaton talk show on WVON, and an astute follower of politics. Fridays, 9 until midnight. Fridays, 9 until midnight. And as everybody knows, David Seaton came on this show and boldly predicted that one, Joey, Joseph, Joe Biden would be victorious. He said, Ben, you don't understand politics the way I understand it. As soon as black voters get to come out, they're going to turn the tide, and you're going to see also a consensus among moderates. Joe Biden will be victorious on Super Tuesday. So he was right. I was wrong. I had to call him up, Dave, this morning. I was wondering what that sounded like. That's me on an old-fashioned rotary dial, which <laughs> doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, millennials. Hang tight. Uh, so the conversation went a little like this. Hi, David. It's Ben. Uh, I just want to say congratulations. You were right. I was wrong. And David Seaton goes, I'm sorry. It's a bad connection. What'd you say? And I go, I'm just saying congratulations. You were right. And I was wrong. He's like, <laughs> funny. I can't hear a word you say. Could you just repeat that? I could on. Anyway, he was gloating. I'm going to have to bring him back on with his old partner, Thibaut Buchanan, who, like me, is of the Bernie persuasion. And uh, we're going to continue that debate because it's not over yet. All right. <laughs> but it looks pretty good for one young Joe Biden. Uh, he, man, yep, the, uh, the moderates sure did coalesce around him. They picked their candidate and went with him, just like Rom told them to do. They do whatever Rom and uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton tell them, huh, guys? Take a chill pill, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm supposed to be a good sport about it, D, and it's really hard the day after. Uh, what else? Black vote in the South really uh, rallied around Biden. That was the difference. Let's be honest. That was the difference. David Seaton knows that was the difference as well as I did. But, you know... Before we talk, say Bernie didn't have any outreach to black voters. He did a little better in some northern states. You know, I, I'm i the last person to believe anything anybody tells an exit pollster, okay? But I did note that the exit polls showed his support was higher among black voters in, say, California and Massachusetts than it was in, say, in Alabama, where I believe he got over 70%, according to the exit polls. Now, I don't believe exit polls. I've said it many times. People lie to exit polls, but you get some general ideas from them. So, you know, that is all. I'm just, look. Not all is lost, right, D? Um, yeah, not all is lost, except no. for Bloomy, Michael Bloomberg. Oh, all is lost. <laughs> He's gone. The dude, man, he didn't stick around long. He, he dropped out this morning. One of the first things uh, that I learned when I woke up at the uh, ungodly uh, uh, early hour of 9.10. That's early for uh, you. I'm yeah, proud. I know. I'm proud. That rooster was crowing, and I hopped out of bed, uh, and I <laughs> Bloomberg uh, had already dropped out and endorsed Biden. Whoa, that was fast. A, dropping out, B, endorsing Biden. I'm wondering, all those suckers and saps who paid seventeen ninety five for those dumb <laughs> Bloomberg, I am not a socialist hat. Are they going to get a refund? They may be the collectively dumbest people in the electorate today, oh, D, man. giving seventeen ninety five of their dollars to a gazillionaire. Anyway, I got to give a shout out to Elizabeth Warren. Rough night for Elizabeth Warren. She got pounded even in her home state of Massachusetts. I believe she finished third. But I will say this. Joe Biden better send her uh, a thank you note. Joe Biden better send her 
what a gift i don't know a gift card at popeyes wherever elizabeth warren wants it. what do you think elizabeth warren would want a gift card from probably not popeyes i was i just said popeyes because i looked at you and no yeah you, yeah you, yeah we, i would love a gift card from popeyes that holy is, that is and i ever go by a popeyes it's always oh god and we do we have time to stop in <laughs> Anyway, he owes Elizabeth Warren a thank you. Big time thank you because she eviscerated, and I mean eviscerated, Michael Bloomberg in not one but two debates. Kohl's, by the way. She would like a gift card from Kohl's. Biden, get her that gift card to Kohl's. K-O-H-L. Even I know what Kohl's is. Nice. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, so she eviscerated Bloomberg. Really just pulled back the curtain on this dude, revealed him for... Mm, a not strong candidate to put it mildly to lead the Democratic Party and Joe Biden picked up uh, all all the moderate votes as a result. So Joe Biden, you better thank Elizabeth Warren because without her, it would have been a tougher haul uh, road for you. Uh, part of the reason I was able to get through last night's disappointment was because we were at the Promontory, some good friends of mine. We had a great show, I must say, the Reader Celebration at the Promontory, uh, the uh, bar nightclub in Hyde Park on 53rd Street. Uh, big time shout out to my partner, Crab Maya was there. Uh, Kofi Adamola was there. He's a community activist. One of my favorite Alder women, Jeanette Taylor was there. And of course, the legendary Delmarie Cobb. Delmarie Cobb was on fire yes, last she night. Was. She brought the A game uh, to that. And if you guys missed it, don't worry. Uh, you'll be able to watch it on the live stream on uh, Anthony J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show. And I will be uh, downloading it later and make it a Benny J bonus. So. Yes, uh, excellent. You should have been there, though. Yeah, you should have been there. Great crowd on hand. Uh, we took a lot of questions from the audience. Uh, it was just a really fun night, and I it, it helped dull the pain for this Bernie supporter. Uh, you know, hey, I, I will support whoever the Democrats nominate against Donald Trump. Trump. I made that clear. I'm not sure all my listeners will. I'm not sure if everybody in this room will, but I know I will support. It's just me and you in here. <laughs> well, figure it out. Uh, I, I will support, I will vote for Joe Biden if he's the nominee, without doubt. But Joey, if you are the nominee, don't screw it up with the uh, running mate, okay? Don't take Tim Kaine, all right? Let's not screw it up. I like Tim Kaine. Don't take him. Somewhere in America, Tim Kaine is packing a suitcase, <laughs> crossing his fingers. This is the. This will work. My golly, I think I can get it. <laughs> anyway, Biden, good God. Anyway, um, so, uh, but it was a great night and just being around so many uh, interesting people. I want to give a shout out to Crystal Cash, my old friend from college. She was there. I hadn't seen her in years. Lots of people I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, Sergio Mims was there. Our good friend Sergio Mims was there. Mark's, uh, Mark Sims was there. A lot of friends of the show were there. So lots of cool people were there. Uh, but the, in some ways, the highlight of the evening uh, was when a young man by the name of John Darling stepped to the mic. He's not that young, but he's younger than me, so I call him a young man. He stepped to the mic. It was question time, obviously. And he asked the following question, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, the results that are coming in now indicate that black voters are going for Biden and Latino voters are going for Bernie. Why is that, do you think? And the collective response from the panelists on the Diaz ran like this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've never seen so many smart people at a loss for words. A lot of ducking and dodging, avoiding and evading. There's no really, really strong answer you could give, you know, that neatly fits the confines of what's like, 
like, I don't know, politically correct. You know what I'm saying on that one? Uh, it's just taking a deep dive and all kinds of issues that maybe you don't want to take that deep dive if you had a drink or two or even if you haven't had a drink or two. Even I, who knows absolutely everything about there is to know about politics. For instance, Steve, if you were to ask me right now, who's the alderwoman of the 20th Ward? I'd say, well, of course, Jeanette Taylor. Duh. Who's the alderman of the 15th Ward? Well, of course, Ray Lopez. Even I, who know everything. My God, you're a dork. I believe my response to uh, John's question went along the lines of, <clears throat> well, uh, <clears throat> uh, good question. Uh, yes, but on the other hand, <clears throat> um... In other words, I basically broke into a song that went like this. Something happening in here, but what it is ain't exactly clear. But I'll tell you what, folks, we're going to have enlightenment today because we got some of the best, brightest minds in the city of Chicago coming in to talk politics, politics, politics. Yes, indeed. Monroe, oh, God, is he gloating? We all know Monroe Anderson's not huge for Bernie, right? Oh, my God. I talked to him on the... He was. He may have been worse than Seton, all right? I told ya. I told ya. Anyway. <laughs> but Monroe, then he always insists, I'm not for Biden. I was leaning for Warren, okay? All right. So he's feeling pretty good about things, uh, Monroe Anderson. He's relieved. He just thought he's a typical uh, sort of centrist who just thought Bernie would be disaster. By the way, I, I'm not speaking in the past tense, all right, everybody? I'm just saying that at this moment, moderates are feeling pretty strong that their guy, Joey B, is going to be the nominee. So Monroe Anderson, Dan Cohen, I talked to young Daniel, pollster extraordinaire. He's already taken the deep dive and all the numbers, D, parsing out exit polls in California and Arkansas. He's going to tell us what happened. Uh, peel it apart. Rip it apart. Okay? Explain what went down, all right? That's what Danny Cohen's good for. And then we'll take a little break from national politics for Jacob Meister. He's running for clerk of the county. A little break. <laughs> Not but, just a little one. A little, little break. But you know me. <laughs> I may ask Jacob Meister a question or tell. Okay, Jacob, enough of the talking of local politics. Let's talk Bernie versus Biden. <laughs> By the way, bright one. Can we just do one of my favorite things? Uh, headline war? Battle of the headlines? Yeah, battle. Of, yeah, this guy, he knows it. Battle of the headlines. So we'll start with the Tribune. That is his favorite. All right. And this is the Super Tuesday headline. Biden racks up a string of victories. I'm sorry. You know, very to the point. <laughs> if you went back and looked a few years later, you would know exactly what that story was about. Good headline. My beloved Brighton. Bright one. Home delivered every day. Love it very much. Super Tuesday. See, Super, Super Tuesday. Two as in the number two, as in Bernie and Biden are the only two left. Super Tuesday. Love those puns. Ah, I'll tell you what, man. You know that headline crew, the bright one sitting back with the bond going, let's figure this one out. I got to go with the bright one, D. I'm going with my son times, man. Super Tuesday. <laughs> I'll have to ask Romano who wrote that one. Super two day. Anyway, it's a two-man race right now, two-candidate race. Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, may the best man win. Anyway, we have a great show today. Before we get to any of the political talk, the young man from Alton, the man they call the doctor, with the news.
Everybody, how's it going? Yes, congratulations, Joe Biden. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words. Make sure the kids hear words. Moving forward, all right? If you're going to be the top candidate here, make sure the kids hear you words. You know what? I understood what he's getting at, all right? Stop picking on him. It's not always easy to finish a sentence. I, I lose my train of thought all the time. And you're right? not running for president. No, <laughs> it's true. I'm not. Good God. Hey, all right. Make sure the kids listen to words, okay? All right. Let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. No public event scheduled for our Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Ben, I guess that downstate country agricultural breakfast he had in Springfield <laughs> yesterday put the sleeper hold on the big guy. Oh, uh, yeah. You got to find the correct biscuit gravy intake balance, all right? I've been there. <laughs> it's a sunny yet chilly March afternoon here in the city of Chicago. Ben Jarosky, tell us, please. What is J.B. Pritzker doing right now? Right now? 1.17 p.m. What's he doing? He's settling in uh, for a early matinee uh, of The Invisible Man. Oh, okay. oh yeah. He, by the way, he doesn't want anybody to know he watched it Saturday night. Yeah. And he loved it so much. He, he told the office, uh, I have a very important lunch meeting uh, with uh, someone named Elizabeth. Elizabeth Boss. And now he's watching it again. I love this part of the movie. There's a part of the movie, folks, which is so scary. She's in a restaurant. Uh, she's with her sister. A, it involves a knife. I'm not telling you anything else. There you go. So according to Ben, he's trying to watch The Invisible Man for a second time. He loves it. Loves The Invisible Man. Livestream chat room, feel free to weigh in. What is J.B. <laughs> Pritzker doing right now? All right, in case you weren't aware, it's primary election season. And after last night's Biden barn burner, <laughs> we're damn near down to the final yeah. two candidates in the Democratic presidential primary. Now, back when there were about 20 POTUS candidates running, our Democratic governor expertly ducked and dodged <laughs> when asked who he's backing in the race. Yeah. His response every time, quote, I'm for the Democrat. Mm, that's a good response. But now that the road to WrestleMania seems to be leading to a Biden-Bernie showdown, Governor Pritzker was pressed again. Who is J.B. Pritzker for in the 2020 POTUS primary? Quote, I'm for the Democrat. <laughs> uh, he's not. No, no one saw that coming. Hey, remember when uh, he was running for office and people tried to pin him down on what the top tax rate would be? <laughs> not going to answer it, but yeah, I'll. You even tried. I tried, man. Uh, so finally, I just I raised the white flag. Look, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you this question again. Are you just going to admit that you're not going to answer it? Ben, I think I answered it already. <laughs> Why did I even come on this show? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> he's not going to answer it, folks. He's going to stay neutral who else was staying neutral every candidate who comes in to this uh studio running for office you notice they will never say who they're for no because they don't want to alienate any supporters so like if you're running for congress like say you're marie newman you're running against uh, danny lipinski in the third congressional you don't want to say you're for bernie because then you might alienate some warren supporters or vice versa or bloomberg supporters <laughs> it's like got to be at least four of them I think I saw a guy in the southwest side walking around with one of those I am not a socialist hats. Oh, wow. Great deal that was by the guy. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, so he's, that's the, you know, that's the conventional wisdom. Don't endorse anyone. You can't uh, you know, insult anybody that way so, or irritate anybody. Once again, J.B. Pritzker, who's he backing in the 2020 primary? I'm for the Democrat. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pritzker continues, uh, quote, I don't know who's going to win in Illinois. I don't know who's going to win the nomination. But I know one thing. Donald Trump has got to go.
<laughs> okay, there you go. Get them out. Uh, get them out. All right, enough about the national election. Our state elections are right around the corner. Uh, in fact, we're about, what? What is it today? The 4th? Mm-hmm. We are now 13 days away. Oh, 13 days away. From the Illinois yep. primary election. November 17th. We've covered the most. Did you see I said November 17th? Oh, my that God. That was a Joe Biden moment. March 17th. Well, you can run for president then. <laughs> yeah. We've covered the most talked about races at the best of our ability thus far. Marie the Real Democrat Newman versus Dino Dan Lipinski. Kim Fox versus Bill DeBro Conway. Donna Moore and Bob Fioretti. Uh, Let's see here. We've talked about uh, those and others, but thanks to the support of Illinois' two top elected officials, we now bring you more coverage of an election that, honestly, I knew nothing about (laughs) until about a week ago. I think this is your favorite election because it's got uh, Pritzker on one side and uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot on the other side. No matter who wins, they're virtually going to be the same exact person. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got Dennis' local news segment written all over written it. Written all over it. Plus, it's like a well-to-do ward. So you don't, districts, you don't care if you offend anybody. I mean, it's really got your name written all over but it. But the race that we're talking about is the 12th district state rep election between Jonathan Yoni Pizer and Margaret Croak. Mm-hmm. Now, Ben, I've noticed you've taken some interest in this election as well. Tell us what you know here. Coach everybody up for those who may not well, know why t- it's so interesting. Uh, well, it's Again. so interesting because we love making fun of rich people. No, that's not true. Well, it okay, kinda is. Uh, kind of is. Anyway, it's a well-to-do district on the north side of Chicago on the lake uh, lakefront. Uh, and the uh, incumbent state rep, Sarah Feigenholz, was promoted to be to fill the vacancy created by uh, when John Cullerton retired to spend more time with his grandchildren. Right, D? Remember that? And uh, so now there's a vacancy. And, you know, these vacancies don't show up all the time because, folks, generally, you know, we don't have term limits. So someone gets a seat. They're holding it on for life. And most Chicago voters, their attitude about a uh, incumbent politician was, yeah, I like that person. Ah. Yeah, I like it. By the way, you're still uh, rolling with that. Right, the Cullerton uh, left to spend time with his family. Absolutely, his grandkids. I said that from the get-go. All right, I haven't, I, I haven't wavered. I haven't deviated. I okay, <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. Like, oh, I was for Bernie yesterday. Joe Biden did really well. Oh, now I'm for Biden. Okay, I'm not one of the. I'm oh. not one of those guys in the city of Chicago walking out, walking around with a Milwaukee Bucks shirt on, Danny Mahopoulos. Okay, Man. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. All right, I'm not one of those guys. Oh, I really love the Lakers because LeBron James is on there. I'm not one of those guys. Oh, I wish I could get the audio of uh, Ben Jarofsky's show. I'm just a flag blowing in the breeze, D. <laughs> yeah, but I don't throw people under buses. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm sticking to that. Johnny Cullerton stepped down because he wanted to spend more time with his grandkids. And you're sticking to yours. I think there's more to the story. All right, back to Yoni Pizer and Margaret Cullerton. Oh, anyway, so Cullerton stepped down. Uh, the uh, ward bosses in the area elevated Sarah Feigenholz to fill that vacancy. So now, you know, it's like, whoa, a vacancy. It's my chance. Look. Think of a guy like me. If I wanted to be a state rep, I would run. I mean, this would be my ch- Of course, I'm not in the district, so I got a problem. Uh, so, you know, they don't come around that often. So, they're, you know, Pizer waited his turn. Now he's running. He's got pretty much everybody, it seems like, on the north side supports him. Lori Lightfoot loves him, so she supports him. And then, so you figured he'd be a shoo-in. Uh, but Margaret Croak, she's got JB's support. 
So it's like it's a proxy war, JB versus Lori. <laughs> now, because Margaret Croak is backed by the richest politician in America, remember Bloomberg's no. out. Bloomberg's out. He's still a politician. Yeah, I guess so. All right. I guess. So. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I Jamie. I tried to give you the the title. And what about old Donnie Trump? He's Pritzker, got money. Pritzker's way richer than Donald Trump. Guarantee it. Well, Pritzker's. We've gone through this before. I, you know, I got to see the income taxes. Okay, let's see the income taxes. I'll make my. But decision. hey, listen. But because Croak is backed by Pritzker, Margaret Croak, very similar to Pritzker and Bloomberg for that matter has enough money to bug the ever-loving <laughs> hell out of us with online political campaign ads. Ben, a batch of online uh, <laughs> Margaret Croak ads have just been released. I have them. We're going to play them, and it would be great to hear your take okay, on them. Okay, let's go. All right. Mm. Now, uh, people, you won't be able to see these ads when we play them. <laughs> So I must mention that in these ads, Margaret Croak really wants everyone to know that she has a baby. All right. Okay. Because she's holding her baby in almost all of these ads. So, so uh, just picture a lady holding a baby, and you've, you're practically watching them with us as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. Without further ado, let's play Margaret ad, uh, Margaret Croak ad number one. This ad is titled "Doing What's Right." I'm Margaret Croak. I'm a lifelong resident of Illinois, and now I'm running for state representative in the 12th district because I know I can get things done. As a leader in Governor Pritzker's administration, I helped develop a five-year economic plan. I also assisted homeowners in lowering their property tax assessments in Cook County. I have roots in this community. I have organized in this community, and I'm the next generation of progressive leadership in this community. Convince me? Where's where do I get to vote? Oh wow! In the district, you like that ad? <laughs> you know, I like the fact that she listen. I didn't vote for him in the primary. Everybody knows that. But I've become a fan of J.B. Pritzker, the way he's run the state. Def, not top of the list, legalizing reefer. Second, no, I, I would reverse it. Top of the list, pushing hard for a fair tax. I just saw a poll. I don't know if this is in your... No, no, I saw the poll. It's not okay, in the news. Okay, cool. So let me uh, pre-show planning. <laughs> don't here let them know we barely did any prep, please. Uh, there's a poll that I think it was in the bright one I saw it. Uh, was I think it was in the bright one at the Paul Simon Institute. Came mm-hmm. out a poll two to one. I didn't believe this poll. I, okay, this is a poll, folks. I did not believe, but whatever. I saw it in the paper. All right, the fair tax would raise rates on the highest uh, earners in the state of Illinois to try to get the wealthier people to pay more uh, relative to the broke-ass people like me and Dennis. And uh, right now, we all pay the same rate, so it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, Miles Porter in the studio as well. He pays the same rate as J.B. Pritzker. That doesn't make any sense. Also a broke-ass? Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't for this show, that kind of goes <laughs> with the territory. So, uh, you know, so I, I'm a big fan of that. He's taking a lot of uh, hits from the Republicans or from the Chamber of Commerce types and from the editorial board of the Chicago Tribune and all the right wingers in the state of Illinois are just pounding him for that. So, you know, I take I give him a lot of credit for uh, taking uh, I, I think it's an important step forward for the state of Illinois. So that's number one. I give him credit for it. number two uh, is legalizing marijuana. So, you know, I'm a fan of J.B. Pritzker right now. OK. Uh, and so the fact that he endorsed Croak. I know it's kind of sound weird for me, but yeah. It kind of, oh, tip it. What? Come on. What? Come you heard it here first, <laughs> listeners. Ben Jarofsky's a croak head. <laughs> all right. But by the way, I'll say again what I've said all along. I don't believe there'll be much difference between either one of them when they sit. They're going to pretty much vote whichever way Pritzker tells them to vote. You know, 
I, I just, I hate it. I would want this seat to be the real progressive, you know, like a Bernie type. Yeah, well, probably not going to happen. Up next, Margaret Croak ad number two. Oh. This is titled Thrive. Ooh. Cue that funky new wave music. I'm Margaret Croak. I'm running for state representative in the 12th district because I know I can get things done. As a leader in Governor Pritzker's administration, I helped develop a five-year economic plan that will create new jobs and help small businesses thrive. Yeah, see, uh, but, uh, it, it sounded a lot like the last one, except for a different music. Again, so she's beaming out, you know, she's beaming out Pritzker rays. So, you know, she's hoping, oh, some voter <laughs> did not really paying attention. Be honest with you, D. We've been down this road. Most people don't pay attention to a state rep race. They just, they, they're either for a D or they're for an R. So if they see a D, Democrat that is, they vote for the person. So they don't know. I, I mean, our listeners are smarter, so they know who their state reps are. I mean, we do have, I do believe this. We have smarter politically. I mean, they're, they're putting stuff on my Facebook wall all the time to show they're smarter than I am. So, you know, they know their politics. But uh, I would say nine out of 10 voters in the city of Chicago could not identify uh, their state rep. In fact, I would say nine, out, the only politician uh, your average Chicagoan could identify would be the mayor of the city of Chicago, the governor of the state of Illinois. That might be a little risky, but though they would know who Pritzker is uh, and uh, they could name their alderman. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance they can name their alderman. Uh, the, you know, that guy. Uh, the, and the, oh, lot, that guy. A lot of times, a lot of times it's like takes, there's like a two-term stagger. Follow me on this one, folks. Uh, so, for instance, they let's say there's a longtime alderman who was in the ward, running the ward for 20 years, and then he or she left, and there's been a new alderman. So it takes like five, six years before they catch on. So it's like, let's say 47. Isn't Schulter the alderman? No, Schulter hasn't been the alderman uh, since 2011. Oh, oh, you know, that's your average voter. They're not really following things, D. They got a lot on their mind. So, you know, they hear this ad. They say, oh, she likes Pritzker. It's okay with me. I'll vote for her. Now so effective advertising. Now our third ad has no room for comedic material, but it may explain the baby. Here's Margaret Croak, ad number three, HB40. I'm Margaret Croak. I know how important it is to protect a woman's right to choose in Illinois. That's why I work to pass HB 40, a law that will protect abortion rights even if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Uh, HB 40, of course, was a huge uh, re abortion rights fight that took place, what was it, 2018? Uh, shout out to Terry Cosgrove, Personal Pack. They'll GC. be having their fundraiser this uh, Saturday. And uh, TC and uh, Personal Pack really led the fight against Ronner on that. They put him in a very awkward position. Oh, God, this is ancient history, but uh, very important, I, I think, in terms of judging a candidate. Uh, Bush Ronner was basically a lifelong supporter of abortion rights. He got to be governor, and he cut a deal with the far right wing of the, the Republican Party that he was going to abandon uh, the uh, women of Illinois on this particular issue. Uh, and when that, uh, when that became, when the public became aware of that, Terry Cosgrove and other abortion rights activists led the charge uh, to really put him in the corner, which, you know, where are you on this one, Ron, or HB40 was a huge fight. 
and, and Rauner flipped and flopped. And then finally, he went back on his word to the conservatives and went back to supporting HB40. But by then, uh, pretty much all was lost uh, for Bruce Rauner. So, yeah, very important issue. Uh, I, I guarantee you every single can- – well, uh, Pizer definitely is, is pro-choice. He, I think he has the backing of personal PAC. Uh, so, you know, but it's important that she establish herself because – because Pizer has the support. Follow me on this, folks. This is how politics works. Pizer has the support of personal pact. The reason he has the support of personal pact is because this is the little detail that I haven't I haven't mentioned. When the Democrat, when Cullerton stepped down, Feigenholz was elevated. I'm doing my Bernie imitation. Oh, I thought you were this. playing air organ. Okay. Feigenholz was uh, was promoted, and then there was a vacancy, <laughs> and that vacancy was filled with Pizer. Okay. So immediately, personal pact. He's an incumbent. He's pro-choice. They support him. So now they're sending out literature that said we support him. And so a voter, you know, typical, like I said, voters aren't the smartest people in the world. They, they may just, oh, well, the, is she not for abortion rights? So she has to say, she forget it. You got to help the voters. I get it. I Give them a little it. nudge every yeah, now and then. Yeah, I get it. Okay. In our fourth ad, we learn the name of Margaret Croak's baby. It's PJ. And animal lovers in the 12th district, after you hear this ad, you may have found your next candidate. Here's ad number four titled Puppies While Holding a Baby. Before I became PJ's mom, I was a foster dog mom. I fostered so many puppy mill dogs who were scared, abused, and mistreated. As state representative, you can count on me to protect animals and the organizations that never give up on them. Wasn't Pritzker a big supporter of dogs? And for the record, I love puppies. <laughs> there you go. Work for JB. It's going to work for her. You know, it can't. I mean, well, it didn't work for Elizabeth Warren. I have to say this. Elizabeth Warren, uh, so many of her uh, Instagram spots showed her romping with her dog. It was a nice dog, by the way. And uh, I love dogs. So, I, you know, it's one of the reasons she was number two on my list. Oh, she likes dogs. She's okay with me. See, voters, folks, okay? We're not the brightest people in the world. Uh, but it didn't really work for her. She didn't even win Massachusetts, by the way, D. I mean, I'm not piling on, but I'm just pointing out her home state, Massachusetts. Uh, people didn't go for Elizabeth Warren, you know. Anyway, the dog thing doesn't really work all the time, all right? You'd have to have other things. Like, you have to be, in the case of J.B. Britzker, a gazillionaire. That would help. And then the dog thing, you know, helps too. Bloomberg should have been, had images of him romping with dogs. It would have been better than that stupid hat he was selling. Romping. Was, that's a funny word. All right, on to uh, clip or ad number five. There's a lot of these. Oh, my God. Finding right. out you're going to be a new mom is so exciting and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> I think about what I'll tell PJ that I did. That in times like these, I stood up and fought for the values that matter in Illinois. The work we do now will affect generations to come. And this guy deserves someone who's going to look out for him every day. <laughs> Oh, baby noise. <laughs> that was like insert stu- like baby noise. That couldn't it's, have been the real baby. You know, it's funny because it's like the, <laughs> it's like the, uh, what was the movie I saw? Mystic River. At the end of the movie, uh, it's Clint Eastwood movie. Great flick, by the way. Uh, they, they have this baby and the baby's obviously a doll. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's no baby. That's a doll. Come on, Clint. You should have had a real baby. Shout out to Nathaniel. He uh, reminded us here. Uh, yeah, Bloomberg did have a dog moment. Remember when uh, he grabbed uh, 
the dog's like mouth. It was very weird. You don't remember that? Yeah. No, I missed. How did I miss that? Oh, wow. How did Ben Jarofsky <laughs> miss something? Hmm. Uh, but okay, he had a dog. Moment. Didn't do him any it was, good. It, it was awkward. It wasn't a good oh, dog. So it wasn't moment. a good dog. No, moment. he like grabbed the top of the dog's mouth and like shook it like you're shaking someone's hand. Yeah. Dogs are good for awkward. humanizing. By the way, it was a great scene last night at the Promontory. Uh, Del Marie was on a riff about Mayor Rahm getting reelected and the whole thing about the sweater, putting on the sweater to get reelected was a great riff. Uh, but putting on a sweater for Rahm is the equivalent of, let's say, Michael Bloomberg romping with a dog. You know what I'm saying? Romping. I'm going to show I'm a human. And uh, I'm just like you, even though we have nothing in common. And, uh, you know, so anyway. Hey, like, did you know Margaret Croak's an entrepreneur? I, My parents are entrepreneurs, so I've seen how hard it parents? is to start a business. That's why I helped cut red tape for women and minority business owners while working in Governor Pritzker's administration. Because okay. small businesses are the heart of the Illinois economy. All right. Short and sweet, these Short ads. And sweet, yeah. Short what do you think about that? Uh, I, I'm not sure who that's going to appeal to in that district. The other ones where I could see the dog, the kid. You know, uh, reproductive rights, J.B. Pritzker, I don't know, small business. I mean, that's I guess that's her way of saying she's not uh, Bernie Sanders. You know what I mean? She believes in capitalism. How about that? That's that's the message she's beaming, not Bernie. So there you are. Six Margaret Croke ads, five of them just released in the last 23 hours. But hey, now, sure, it's not six of them, but Croke's opponent, Yoni Pizer, released one ad of his own. Okay. It's a Facebook ad, and no, there's not a baby in it, but it does feature a very popular political figure. Hello, everyone. I'm Mary Lori Lightfoot, and I'm here to tell you why I'm supporting my friend, Yoni Pizer, for state rep. Whether it's on uh, the equality issues, whether it's on the environment, or making sure that our government stands for ethics, Yoni is on the right side of all these issues. And he has been and will continue to be a fierce advocate for you in Springfield. Plus, he's a really nice guy. Thank you, Mayor. I'm grateful to have your support, and I look forward to bringing the light to Springfield, fighting for meaningful <laughs> ethics reform, clean energy legislation, and protecting That's the so right funny. to choose. So don't forget, early voting is starting. Um, find your polling place, and make sure that on March 17th, you cast your vote for Yoni Pizer on Election Day. Thanks very much. Okay. Oh, he uh, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, what a nice guy. Uh, speaking of nice guys, Monroe Anderson has entered the studio and he is gloating. Oh, is he gloating? He's gloating because Joey B won last night in many states and my guy Bernie didn't. So uh, we're going to have to deal with that, D. Just get ready for that. Your thoughts right? on that Yoni Pizer ad? Uh, Facebook know, ad. Look, same thing as I said before. Margaret Croak's got J.B. Pritzker and Yoni Pizer's got Lori Lightfoot. And it's sort of like a popularity contest on that uh, corner of Lakeview, that f wealthy corner of Lakeview where people are not really paying attention to politics. And so they're probably going to vote for uh, Yoni Pizer because, well, that's the guy that Lori Lightfoot supports. I know who Lori Lightfoot is. Or they may say, oh, Croak, that's the one that JB supports. I like JB. I'll vote, vote for her. And the reality is, folks, I've said this again and again. In my humble opinion, they'll pretty much be the same kind of state rep if they get elected. So you win anyway you go. How about that, D? I like that outlook. So there you are. That's what's going on locally. If any more uh, Margaret Croak ads come through the wire, we'll make sure to play them. And uh, we'll keep you posted as today's program rolls along. Don't go anywhere, everybody. Monroe Anderson is in the building, and he is going to talk all things last night, primary elections. It's the Ben Drosky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. 
culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Hey, D. Yeah? Did I tell you that the Ben Jarofsky Show is sponsored by Rattleback Records? No. Well, it is. Rattleback Records at 5405 North Clark Street is Andersonville's full-service record store. Hey, D. Did I tell you it was voted one of Chicago's best record stores in the 2019 Chicago Reader Poll? No. Well, it was. Wow. Rattleback Records, 5405 North Clark Street. Used and new LPs and 45s. They got CDs, DVDs, books, gifts, and much more. For more information, contact them at rattlebackrecords.com. That's R-A-T-T-L-E-B-A-C-K records.com. So this idea is a bunch of malarkey. Welcome back to the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Monroe Anderson is in the studio. Uh, he's got his I Love Joe Biden t-shirt on, and he's feeling... <laughs> All right. All right. Let me just read uh, Monroe's. And uh, the best man is going to win t-shirt. That's what's on here. Is that what it says? Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's a tough day. I am a, I, everybody knows Bernie's my number one guy. We, we didn't do so well last night. We won four states. Okay, Monroe? Four states. All right. I th- right? Isn't that four? Right. Yeah. And uh, Joey B won. But technically, all right. You're, it's, it's a delicate count, not the states. Okay. All right, Mister. I know the rules. Uh, I have not take, seen a delegate count, so I'm, I'm not sh- certain who has what delegates at this moment. But my guess is that after yesterday, uh, Joe Biden is ahead in the delegate yes, count. But is. it's very close. Yeah, only sixty votes. Well, well the, 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 the eighty votes. The interesting thing is we'll see how this unfolds. Obviously. But there's certain we're going to get into this uh, probably more when Dan Cohen enters uh, our pollster friend Dan Cohen will be coming in pretty soon. But there's certain patterns that have emerged and yes. where the Democratic Party is going uh, in this primary and interesting patterns of dealing with black voters, younger black voters versus older black voters. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's the, the main pattern is not jumping off the cliff. Yes, not. Let, we'll talk about that for. Okay, so here's Monroe's little Facebook thing, which uh, always I love it because it always usually gets uh, Trumpsters angry, but this may get some Bernie Bros angry. Oh, excuse me, I'm not supposed to say it. Bernie supporters. Bernie supporters. Thank you. Angry. Okay. Does Sleepy Biden the Super Tuesday sweep? Okay, it wasn't a sweep. Bernie got four states. Uh, have creepy Trumps knees a knocking. Creepy Trump. Uh, or is it possible that Bernie will end up as a Democratic Party standard-bearing, standard-bearer setting up a ch- contest where America's uh, Americans have to choose between a social Democrat and a sociopath for the next president? Yes, I hope so, because I think Americans are smart enough to choose the socialist Democrat over the sociopath. That's me speaking. Monroe may disagree on that one. Why is Biden black uh, America's candidate of choice, and will the impending corona virus epidemic be immune to trump's lies and never-ending cons wow that's uh monroe's tease for today's show uh we'll the black vote i'm writing down um future primaries bernie versus joe i'm writing that down but bef- let's talk about the coronavirus and donald trump's handling of it it's been an abysmal handling yes uh, monroe it's just defied every norm that every president has ever exercised when being quote unquote presidential 
bringing the country together. There are no red states. There are no blue states. Trump has been lucky for the past three years. The only crises that he's had to face was of his own making. Now there's one that uh, is a real crisis, a life and death matter, and he's still incompetent. He's still unfit to be president. So he's not handling it well. And um, the people, one of the things he did was after Ebola, Mm -hmm. President Obama had set up a whole unit for um, outbreaks, epidemics. Mm -hmm. He, it being an Obama. Hater. Yeah, right. Well, it being an Obama um, principle program, Mm -hmm. he dismantled it. So we have this epidemic, uh, pandemic coming. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the people in place to deal with it. We don't have the um, materials in place to deal with it. And he's blaming the Democrats for the, for the crises. And we have our fingers crossed. Yeah, well, it, he, he takes it one step further. He, yes, it's generally he's blaming the Democrats, but he makes it part of the ongoing spectacle of like this narrative that he created He's very good at it. Uh, This narrative that uh, even though he's the most powerful man in the country, he's somehow or other a victim. Oh, yeah. And that there's powers greater than him that he's defying so that his supporters can feel as though there's like this self-righteousness about it, as though they're standing up for important principles against dangerous foes, when in fact they're the most powerful people in the country. Right, well, and and with this situation, right now the... The position he's taking is that it's the Democrats and the the um, fake news media mm-hmm. that's uh, that's saying it's a crisis and it's not a crisis. Yeah. and they're doing it because they want to bring him down. Yes, and they want to bring him down because, because they don't want to honor the fact that he was the legitimately elected president of the United States. Even though I like to point out he got less of the the vote, the popular vote, yeah. so it's hardly a legitimate presidency. But yeah. Uh, that's that's the game he's playing. And Monroe, I got to tell you, I've never seen a president treat a crisis like this. And I've lived through a lot of them. Right. Okay. I've never seen a president so but see, blatantly. But this is this is his problem. This is a real crisis, and he, it doesn't matter. He can lie. He can cheat. He can steal. He can do whatever he wants to try to not make it what it's going to be. But local media across the country, each time there's a death or whenever there's an outbreak, they're going to report it. They have to report it. They're going to tell the truth. And then he can trot out and say, well, um, we, we got a cure. It's coming out next month. <laughs> and the people who are impacted by this are not going to go for it. Plus, we have the economic damage. The only thing he had to, to run on mm-hmm. for November was the lie that he's created this incredible economy. Actually, he's rode the, the um, back of, of Obama on this thing. Mm-hmm. It's Obama's economy. And he's just taking it over like he inherited and like he did with his fortune. Yeah. He's squandering it. But with the 
interruption of supply lines from China because of the virus, mm -hmm. it's going to be a serious economic um, setback for him. He's not going to be in the money by the time we get to November. Well, you know, and we'll again, we'll be talking about this with Dan Cohen as well when he comes in. Uh, but the reality is that the way the Democrats are heading right now in terms of so much of the party of, of the base, if you will, going toward Biden because they want normalcy, I suppose, or they want a, a more conventional candidate than Bernie. Bernie scares them. They, they want quiet. They want quiet. Yeah. So the underlying strategy behind this is the strategy that was at play in 2018 when Democrats won some swing congressional districts like the 14th here in Illinois, the 6th here in Illinois. Yeah, and that 40 is, in total. Yeah, that strategy is that if you appeal to the basic goodness of Americans, assuming that such a basic goodness <laughs> exists, if you appeal to the basic goodness of Americans, if you appeal to the American sense that we should all be together, and we should work across uh, party lines, which hasn't happened in 20 years. Uh, so we're like appealing to something that doesn't really exist, except maybe in someone's fantasy. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, this is the centrist view of the world, Monroe. If you appeal to the goodness in people, they will do the right thing and vote for you. Uh, and so they, that their thought is that swing voters in suburban districts and uh, in areas in Wisconsin, Michigan will flip from Trump to Biden or whoever that, well, it's yeah. now clearly going to be Biden yeah. and the Democrats likely, yeah. will win. So uh, the only thing... You're distorting this. How thing. am I distorting? But yeah. just to finish my thought, the okay. only thing that works to that yeah. is that Americans, they love, like when they see, uh, you know, if, you're, if you have like a stock portfolio and you see your stock rising, it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, well, less, well, than, less than, know. than half of America has stock portfolio. But that's the only, it's the half of America that has it that the Democrats are concerned about. That's the whole freaking strategy of the Democrats is to win over voters who have stock portfolios. Uh, yeah, I, I totally disagree. All right, take okay, it away. All right, okay. Uh, Go ahead. The, 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 the greatest rallying person mm -hmm. for the Democrats yeah. is Trump. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bernie bros hate Trump. You're not allowed to say bros. Hey, you're right. No, you're not allowed to say bros. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I, 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 I don't read the messages. So. I see. Okay. All right. Okay. So Bernie the supporters. Bernie, 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 Bernie bros, blacks, mm -hmm. suburban women. You have all these groups that he's managed to alienate mm -hmm. from day one. And the only mission they have in this election is to get the clown out of office. Okay, yeah. You know, so that all this other stuff that you're trying to, to attribute, to, nobody's thinking about that. They're thinking about, let's get this clown out of office. And all the, all the issues are insignificant compared to that. It's not about, well, let's be good and let's sing kumbaya and all that is the... Let's get him out of office. Okay. The Hispanics want him out of office. All right. So I'm with you that there's a significant portion 
of Democratic voters, obviously. And, who, and Republicans, a lot of Republicans have, I, have left the party because of him. I don't know about a lot. Well, I don't know. It's significant. I can name celebrity, celebrity Republicans. Celebrity Republicans yeah. as opposed to uh, regular voting Republicans. I cannot think. And I put I'm the about suburban, to say those suburban white women. I'm about to put something out here. And if any of our listeners can prove me wrong, Frank, any of you out there can prove me wrong, prove me wrong by sending in this name. I cannot think of one Republican incumbent who has lost a primary because he or she was too closely affiliated with Donald John Trump. Nobody, no Republican has been punished for being a lackey to Donald Trump. That party is in line. And so there may be uh, this columnist from the New York Times or that columnist for the Washington Post who is of conservative ilk and says they're offended by Donald Trump, but they don't represent- Alabama, uh, Wood lost. Uh, you mean Roy Moore? Moore. Okay, Moore, Roy yeah. Moore lost, yeah. not because of his, first of all, he wasn't an incumbent. And second of all, the guy uh, had a, uh, the guy was linked to scandals where he was prowling the malls of Alabama looking for underage women. A Democrat won. A Democrat won, but he was not an incumbent. I stand by, I stand, in fact, this is how under the spell of Donald Trump, the Republican I'm not Party, arguing about it. Jeff yeah. Sessions. Yeah. The f for years, the senator from Alabama who gave up his seat was dumb enough to give up his seat because right. he trusted the lies that Trump told him uh, regarding being his attorney general. No, then he the got thrown the, under the, the reason, bus. The reason he gave up his seat is to fulfill a lifelong ambition of destroying civil rights. Okay, fine. <laughs> and he believed that Trump would stand by with him right. all the whole way. Right. Anyway, he gave up a seat to try to destroy civil rights. I'll buy you on the, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Okay. And what happened? He Trump throws him out of office. He's running back, throws him out of uh, as attorney general. And and he he's now running for his old Senate seat. He couldn't even win. He's in a runoff. So that's how powerful Donald John Trump is. All he has to do is beam out to these little Republican lemmings out there and they just fall in line. So I see no evidence whatsoever that any Republican anywhere is paying a price for just doing whatever Donald Trump says. I can't see if one incumbent who's been primary- get, get back to me on this in November. Well, I mean, in other words, you're, you're if, the, if Trump the blood, loses, the, the bloodbath is going to happen in they, November. Okay, but that's different than saying they're paying. Republicans themselves are deserting Donald Trump. There are there are some who, who the reason we got twenty eighteen was that white suburban women voted against Trump. Mm -hmm. They didn't leave the party in the sense of they just they voted for the Democrat. Because they, they they voted for Democratic women in many instances, so that's how the House got flipped, which led to Trump's impeachment. Mm. Yeah, how oh, the glory days. It seems like years ago, doesn't it? Well, Monroe? no, we forget to mention it. That's why I, I mention it just every once in a while. Just, just to remind everybody. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because oh, this is the other interesting development. I don't know if you know about this or not. But um, Congressman, Republican Congressman Johnson, I can't remember his first name, uh -huh. but he, 
or maybe he's a senator. Anyway, one of the one of the Republicans are now going to launch the Biden investigation. Oh yeah. You can Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. That that I mean uh baby Biden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. And I, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and you know. And, and of course, Daddy Joe. Yeah. Right. Of course, um, Hunter couldn't have done it without his father's yeah. permission. Okay. You know, he came home from from school one day. And he said, "Dad, I want to make eight hundred thousand dollars from the Ukraine. See, uh, can I do it?" And he said, "Sure, son." Okay. This the, uh, now. This is where you and I agree. Yeah. Because just as though, just as though. All the investigations, which were legitimate, into Donald John Trump and his right. empire, right. did not swing any Republicans. I guarantee you, they can invest baby Biden and daddy Biden for the next 10 years. It's not going to sway one Democrat. They cannot stand Donald John Trump. Right. Now, that's my point. Not yeah. all this, all the, you coming up with all this. Um, Poli-sci uh, investigations <laughs> and theories. <laughs> no, they want this. They want to get rid of Trump. Period. No, but the this with Trump, his uh, his refrain that he was putting out there was that he has been good for the economy, and so lie. Okay, okay but that's what he's putting it out oh, there. Oh yeah, of and, course. And, and a lot oh, of he's Americans. Put, he, He's put out 15,000 lies, yeah, so okay. that's just one of them. That's just one. Yeah. I, I'm with you 100%, yeah. okay, but you and I are already on the same side when it comes to this. Right. And I feel, though, that the, the, the significance of the coronavirus, and this is why Trump is so upset, right. is because if it does shake up the economy, yes. that throws him for a loss. Right. And so what he does, instead of taking, this is where he's different than any other president, and instead of like assuming leadership, of the economy and of the country, it's what all, he does, it, he turns it into. It's all about part, him. Yeah, it's, it's all, all about. It's him. about he's a victim. Yes. Uh oh, breaking Frank, news. Frank is weighed in. Okay, and what was the question you were wondering, Ben? The question is: One Republican incumbent been defeated in a primary because he or she was loyal to Donald. John Trump. All right. Shout out to Frank. Frank, we appreciate you so much. Always keeping us on our toes here. Frank says former Republican rep Renee Elmers endorsed Trump in 2016 and lost her primary. Well, you know what? Yeah, Frank, God, the guy is genius, man. <laughs> Which Frank is this? This is a, not your Frank. Right, okay, I was going to go. Good, when did that happen? This is a sane Frank. <laughs> a good friend of our show as opposed to the other Frank that used to be a good... I still consider him a friend, but he's lost his mind. I've, I'm not dis I've disowned him. He's, he, he, he's off my friend list. This is a guy that uh, Monroe and I have known, and he's, you know, we, but he's so nutty for Trump. It's just, I'm waiting for this. I think he's got, like, uh, the Trump-ona virus, and it's going to pass. Yeah, right. And, Someone uh, say he's coconutty. Yeah, right, he's exactly, coconutty. Right, exactly. Uh, so anyway, no, different Frank. So, okay, okay, this, this, one this is Frank. a sane, intelligent Frank. Yeah, okay. exceedingly intelligent. Okay. Knows his politics inside and out, yeah. this particular Frank. Yeah. So, all right, so there was one person, I have to look into that. Uh, I'll do a little deep dive in that before I officially oh, concede, oh boy, Frank. Okay, okay right. I got to confirm. Oh, there are others, I'm sure, but they just don't come to mind. Young Dan Cohen has entered the studio. Young Dan Cohen has entered the studio. Poster extraordinaire. Uh, we're going to give him time to settle in, and then we're going to uh, continue our discussion because I think this is as good a point as ever. Take a little break, bring Cohen in, and just take the deep dive on what yesterday means. Does Dan Cohen agree with Monroe Anderson that the Democratic Party uh, is ready to sweep Joe Biden to the nomination? Uh, or does Dan Cohen think it's still a race? 
We'll have the conversation when we return. <laughs> 